You are now tuned into anything potable. The most honorable, the most audible. Hold the applause, like Paul Pierce when he was fresh out the hospital. Like Antoine when he sent me Welcome to. So tell me why you mad. I think it's potable. Boston Celtics podcast here on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sam J.M. Packard, professional sports fan, and I am joined, as always, by the kid, the god, the legend himself, Celtics beat reporter from The Athletic, Jay King, ladies and gentlemen. We're also joined by very special guest hosts of the Locked On Celtics podcast from the Boston Sports Journal, John Corrales. The reigning Jays are riding again, and we are back. It's always a beautiful day, isn't it? Last week, you may have heard us predict the first, I think we settled on 23 games of the season because that's a rational number. Nice round number. Uh, we've got four games in, and so, so far, you know what? Uh, I think Jay is guessed the most correct with three. Obviously, um, it's me. <laughs> but after 23 games, Jay and John had the Celtics at 17 and six, and I had the Celtics at 15 and eight. I just got to give a shout out to, I think, Sean Gauthier is his name. He's the man who has put together all our predictions and is tweeting out results after every single game. Uh, I love it. Was it the Rain and Jays bot? Rain and Jays bot is doing fantastic. I love how he calls himself Rain and Jays bot when it's really all just manual. That's my favorite part of it. (laughs) It's not a bot at all. Like you're you're a Rain and Jays human. Yeah. (laughs) He's going to change his handle now after this. All right. We are last left off. It was the beginning of December. All three of us uh, had the Celtics splitting uh, a home two game homestand against the Miami Heat. First a win on Wednesday, and then a loss on Friday night. So after that loss on Friday, they are traveling to Brooklyn. I think the first time they play Brooklyn this year on a Sunday game against the Nets. What a dumb trip they're going on! <laughs> it's really such good. a dumb. Oh trip. yeah, this is the start of a six game road stand that goes Brooklyn, Toronto. Phoenix, Golden State, L.A., L.A. So a wild set of events for the Boston Celtics. That is kind of a wild one. Two nights in L.A. are nice, though. It starts off with a back-to-back in Brooklyn and Toronto and finishes with a back-to-back in L.A. and L.A. So, boys, what do you you think happens against these Brooklyn Nets? This is also unfair, or not unfair, but it's different because this is the first time we've done these predictions with a little bit of knowledge about how the season yeah. is going to go. So we have yeah. four yeah. games. We've, we've got to see other teams. We've got to see the Celtics. This is this is new territory we're, we're chartering right now. But the Nets stink out loud. They're so bad. They are awful. <laughs> they are awful to watch. Ben Simmons, I used to love watching that dude play because he could spray the ball around and get to the hoop and thrive in transition. I see none of that right now. I am... Um, so out on the Nets. Celtics beat them 173 <laughs> to 104. Yeah, I mean, you got to recalibrate things with how good the offense is looking and how bad the defense yeah. is looking. So it's going to be a lot of shootouts if you're predicting scores on here. Yeah, I I, I like the Celtics. I like the Celtics in that game. I, I, I do think... Huh, no, never mind. I was going to say, I do think that the Brooklyn Nets can figure things out um, and if, we're recording this if I've ever known Kyrie and Ben Simmons, they are guys who who figure it out. They are yeah. guys 
who get through adversity <laughs> and kind of check myself on that fight one. through to the fair. other end and fair, fair. and never let anything stand in the way of success. Celtics win. <laughs> Celtics win both of these games. Both of these games. Oh, I have, Toronto. Them, and Toronto. I have them losing the back-to-back against Toronto just because I think Toronto's feisty and Nick Nurse is going to be annoying and do something, and it's a back-to-back. I, I agree the Nets – might be able to figure it out, but not by December fourth. So, but I think they're going to lose uh, the game against Toronto just because they're a, a pesky, annoying team. Yeah, and especially on the second out of a back-to-back, that is a pesky, annoying team. Uh, so I'm, I'm with the loss in Toronto on that second leg. Are you guys? You brought it up, Packard. Are you worried about the defense? Like, are you legitimately af- afraid right now that the the Celtics? once proud defense is now not bad probably but like just mediocre steve nash is going fucking bonkers right now <laughs> by the way he is losing his shit he is getting held back by royce o'neal this is an electric Ooh. moment in the nets bucks game i honestly should have had this game on in the background as we we're talking but go ahead jam answer answer jay's question I know Rob Williams still exists and he's going to come back and i feel like that's going to be a, like a solution for everything and i think the offense is just going to blow a bunch of teams out like they're going to be stretches where they really can't defend they're going to lose lose some games but it's like the exact opposite of last year where their offense was really bad and their defense kept them in it i think their offense is going to keep them in it and the defense will be just good enough for them to win a good chunk of games i don't think it's like a huge long-term issue for them yeah i I mean i I agree i'm not i'm not panicking um so i i think the defense right now it's a lot of correctable things. And I think a lot of it has to do with effort on the perimeter. Perimeter defenders have to be, they have to spend the next two months playing their absolute best defense until Rob gets back. And then maybe they can relax a little bit knowing that he's going to be back there to erase their mistakes. But they just, they just have to help Von lay out. Uh, you know, Al can cover for some stuff, but when the backup bigs come in, they really have to help out a lot more. And that just means not getting blown by. And we saw too much of that in Chicago. And I'm, I'm kind of willing to toss to, to chalk that up to third game in four nights. But the blow bys can't happen. You got to at least angle guys off and, and, and just deter them from getting right down the middle because those other guys, those backup bigs, are not going to be able to cover for mistakes the same way. So you got to be tougher. You got to be tougher. If you're going to play drop coverage, you got to be tougher chasing over the top. You see guys maybe sticking to screens a little bit too much. You just got to, you got to really chase those guys off the three point line aggressively. So they're, if they're walking into any kind of shots, at least they're twos and not threes. Uh, but you really got to just be better on the perimeter. So, and, and, and Missoula kind of acknowledged that uh, with his answers, not directly, but in a roundabout way, just about, taking better angles and taking, you know, being more accountable and everybody just kind of doing what they have to do. So if they, if they just all kind of step up on the perimeter, that's going to help the bigs a lot. And I think they can get through. I don't think they're going to be a top notch defense until Rob gets back, but they can get through if the perimeter guys step up. Yeah. And that's the thing. I I, I think a lot of people expect them to be top notch, even without Rob. And because last year they were like head and shoulders above, basically anyone else during the regular season, at least the last four months of the regular season because their defense started rounding into shape before even their offense did. And I just don't see that. They're playing too small. Their backup bigs 
aren't good. <laughs> like, they haven't like, tried Luke Cornett yet. How many times do I need to say it? He might yeah. be good. <laughs> Luke Cornette has never played in his life, really. Ex- with the exception exactly. Of one year in New York. Uh, when he was also on Vonley's team. That was the front court of like a 17 and or a 19 and 63 team, I think. So that was good history for those guys. <laughs> 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 but anyway, they also have Ron Baker on those teams. That- anyway, they're on to Phoenix. They're on to we're Phoenix. On, we're on to Phoenix. It's the, the West Coast December seventh. I think they lose to Phoenix too. Uh Phoenix, like that's a tough game, especially you're on the road for a couple of games, a back to back before that. Then you got to fly from Toronto to Phoenix. I just think like that's that's a really tough game for the Celtics right there. Yeah, this is this is where like I like I like them in that back to back. Uh I think they can get past Toronto, even though that's the third game in four nights. But now we're in like fourth game in six nights. And that that travel day going out west. Um, yeah, I I, I think Phoenix, that's gonna be a tough one. I think that's gonna be a, a change of pace. And that that's going to be one where they they struggle. Was that last like, year? That, that could be a real bad one. Was that last year when Jalen Smith just lit them up? I mean, they always have weird games in Phoenix. Like going to Phoenix is just an odd time for the Celtics. Was it? Was it Jalen Smith? Like, yeah, somebody, somebody. I forget who it was. I think it was last year. Like probably right before they turned things around. That was when Eme had the the long 70 minute the, film session, the, right? yeah, the long film session that everyone talked about for 10 months afterward where he just he just obliterated everyone in the in the film session and i i think that was partly the phoenix game and then partly like russell westbrook just going down the lane with nobody to contest him that was a bad trip last year for them but it's not not the same year they still lose to phoenix they win against Phoenix on a uh, Jason Tatum misses the game uh, go-ahead shot, but Al Horford's just randomly there for a putback in a low-scoring affair. I would say 99-98 to 98, uh, is the victory for the Celtics. All right. Th- then Warriors next. I think that's a win for the Celtics. They That's one clearly they have circled. And revenge, that is finals revenge, the big finals revenge. revenge. We've we've never talked about <laughs> finals. That's revenge the ultimate before. revenge. And a regular season win after losing to a team in the finals. There's no greater revenge than that. Yeah. And and, and this is with two days off in between the Phoenix and Golden State game. Legs are going to be fresh. Bodies are going to be flying. Yeah. I just think that that's going to mean a lot to them. Um, and especially Jason, I expect Jason Tatum to have 46 points and just let the world know he's not the same guy. He was in the finals. That's Jaylen, fair. Jalen like Brown that. scores 17 points in the first quarter and finishes the game with 21 points. <laughs> that's like, that's like a normal average game. <laughs> it's a pretty basic pr- uh, prediction. <laughs> he and Avery Bradley are like the greatest first quarter scorers of all time. All right. How about Marcus Smart and Draymond Green get ejected in the second quarter? Marcus Smart d- did hurt Stephen Curry last year. Although that was that was not that a was play at all. He, he was just diving. Stephen Curry got mad. did 
did punch Marcus Smart in the testicles in the finals and then made a devastating three that kind of broke the entire season. He did. Season. He did. Uncalled shots of the junk. Some would say he broke their balls. Not me, though. I wouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> back-to-back Clippers, then Some the months. Lakers, both in Staples Center. A Monday night, 10.30 start, I guess, and then Tuesday night, 10 p.m. start. The Clippers game... They do have jam, which is in the uh, media dining, but the Lakers game, they do not have jam, which is just wanted you guys know that for context. I just don't understand why the Clippers are so into the jam, which is that they clearly exist at the arena. Because they're, not, I, a, they're I, not a poverty franchise. They're there. not afraid to spend some money to you know get some success. Well, the Lakers uh, are just worried about the luxury tax and the whole time. And just some would say the Clippers to- have always been a poverty franchise. Uh, Balmer Balmer spends though he's he's willing to dig deep into his pockets for those jam witches. I mean those jam witches are hard to find. You got to go digging for those things. They're not just in the BJ's wholesale club or something. You gotta you gotta know where to get those. You gotta have a plug. They could have a plethora of uncrustables like that, but you gotta have you gotta have a connect to get jam witches. Those are a special fun. I think because of that, and also the fact that I think the Clippers are good. The Celtics lose this game and then beat the Lakers on the following night because the Lakers are, in fact, bad. You're underestimating a powerful, powerful thing. And that's L.A. Jason Tatum. (laughs) That is a fair point. L.A. Jason Tatum goes bonkers against any of the L.A. teams. For whatever reason, he just destroys the Clippers, destroys the Lakers. That is just what he sets out to do. And so... Oh, this is going to be a big back-to-back. I just predicted 46 for him against the Warriors. He's going to have three straight 40-point games. It's going to be, it's going to be like like a Kobe streak for Jason Tatum in early December. Mm. So, and and the Celtics win both those. I I mean, I feel I feel like they're going to have to split. They're they're going to split. I just. There's something about, you know, you have the night off in L.A., even though it's a Sunday night. It's a night off in L.A. Yeah. Uh, okay. I can I can buy the, the Jason Tatum having big nights in Los Angeles. I, I've seen those as well. Uh, but I'm going to give I'm going to give the Clippers the credit. It's also not a nationally televised game. The Lakers game on Tuesday is the TNT game. That's where, where Tatum's. Really- You're not going to give NBA TV its proper credit. <sighs> yeah, no. No, I'm gonna give TNT. TNT is gonna be like a 50 spot for Tatum. I can see that. Uh, so I'll say split. I'll say lose to the Clippers, beat LA. All right, the Celtics then return home. They, that's on a Tuesday. They have the rest of the week off until Friday night, and then they're home for the rest of December. That was that Lakers game's on December 13th. They don't play another road game until January 1st. This is also the time. I think something we have to factor in, we're we're getting into the eight to twelve week zone yeah. for Rob Williams. And so just let that percolate as you kind of factor into your decision. They have another one of these weird home series against the Orlando Magic, a feisty Orlando Magic team who still might be looking for their first win at this point in the season. But another factor, the uh, first are the Magic the- feisty or were the Celtics just dog shit against them? Can be both. Embrace nuance. It doesn't have to be either or here. 
I, I, I like, you know, I said it in the last podcast. I like, I like how Orlando will has been playing. I like how they look this year for, I mean, for Orlando, not like I like them to win a ton of games. I just think they're going to be, they're just going to be tough games most nights. So, and I'm, I'm going to lean on the first, first game back after the long road trip is always problematic. I'm going to give, I'm going to give Orlando, I'm going to give Orlando a weird win on that. 16th. Here's what, here's why it's not problematic. Cause they got two days off after the Lakers game. Sure. So they get sure. the travel day. Then they get the day to get their legs moving again. And then they see this dog shit Orlando squad. Let me let me expand on this. Who actually has some talent. Wagner and Boncaro. They're are, good, man. I told you all, they're feisty. Legit. Second I of told all, you. Second of all, very tall and large. Like those those are just large humans with skill, which is typically a good thing on a basketball team. That said, Celtics score like a combined 260 points to beat the Magic twice in a row. Here's 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 what I think is gonna happen. Getting deeper into my prediction. I think Oh, we're going deep on the matter. A little deeper, a little deeper. I think, well, playing off of what Jam said, the Robert Williams return to basketball activities, I think, happens when the Celtics are on the road. And they will bring him back. My guess, just a guess, that 16th is his first game back. Limited minutes, working him back in. 16 to 18 minute minute restriction that messes with the rotations a little bit that messes with the timing a little bit they're going to be a little bit off on top of everything so i'll 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 throw that into the mix for this orlando game i still pick that loss i think they also split but they win the first game and then lose the second game purely because it's a sunday afternoon game and you don't know what's going to happen in that and that's the exact type of nonsense where it's tough to beat the same team twice in a row. And who knows what's not if they're dog shit. Not if they just told me they were large and had a lot of talent. I I said two guys have talent and are large. <laughs> Bull Bull is large and has very little talent. Many of their other players are smaller and have no talent. Uh but anyway, the Celtics will then meet the Pacers. <laughs> I just put a which win is another bad team. Th- this is a yes. This is a, this is a chance to to for the Celtics to pile up a lot of wins. Yes, they have. It's a long homestand with games against the Magic, the Magic, the Pacers, the Timberwolves, who look lost right now, but could be found by then. The Rockets and then the Bucks and Clippers, but still at home. Um, and no back to backs during this whole stretch. So. This is a chance for them to to really get some W's and Pacers, Aaron Neesmith. Sorry, bro, you're about to get lit up. <laughs> no, no Tice revenge. I no. mean, there uh, there could be a Tice revenge. I feel like he's gonna block Jalen Brown at the rim, and it's gonna be and they're gonna laugh. About <laughs> they're gonna laugh about that. Yeah. I by the way yeah. have the win in Orlando, so I I'm sorry against Orlando on Sunday. So I got win. When I, I I think they win the rest of their home games. They lose that first game back uh, against Orlando, and then I got 
I got six wins in a row. I got them winning the rest of these. Oh games. wow, you got Ooh. them beating the. I got them beating the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves. I got them beating Milwaukee on that Sunday. That's going to be a great game. That's going to be a Christmas buzz beater. That's oh, that's right. That's Christmas Day. I got them winning on Christmas. I got them beating Houston. I got them getting their revenge game uh, against the Clippers. That's the last home game on this that this uh, homestand. I got them six in a row, baby. That, bold, bold that's stuff. A lot of I haven't beaten the Timberwolves because I don't believe in the Timberwolves. I think they lose to the Milwaukee Bucks and Chris Middleton plays, and then all these Bucks fans are like, see what happens when Chris Middleton's there, and it's really going to be a toxic <laughs> online environment. <laughs> then I think they beat the Houston Rockets, and I but he, here's what's going to make here's what's going to make here's what's going to make that talk even even more annoying for Celtics fans is that one of the Celtics players is going to miss that game. So either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum will be out. And still the Bucks fans will, will be like, oh, see what Chris Middleton back does. Oh, I, I do it. it. I'm on their side. Chris Middleton would have made a, a, a fair difference in the playoffs. Uh, he's a good basketball player. <laughs> uh, so, Jay, what do you have? You currently have this well, yeah, Rockets- six-game winning streak until Minnesota. So what do you have for Minnesota-Milwaukee? Rockets. Uh, they lose. They lose. They beat Minnesota. Lose to Milwaukee. Uh, just demoralized the Rockets. That could be. I like how Jay ugly. was just like, "Whoa, that's a lot Rockets. of wins in a row." Meanwhile, he just had them on a six-game winning streak. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, <laughs> this is what I do. I I judge from my my iron throne, <laughs> and then do we- the same shit that I judge. Can we also that's, call that's out? Just can we also call I, out Jay? I know this is an audio-only podcast. I got to paint the picture of Jay in his tank top and the occasional take the hat off and put his hair back so he can flash both of his guns. So he's doing both of like the hey everybody, look at me! I've been doing some bicep curls. Well, Let me just see, do this little the move. Thing about Jay is he's no longer fat uh, like he was last season, and so I don't blame him for peacocking a little bit. Uh, yeah. Put in the work. I was, to, see, he does see, the subtle. Let me just fix my hair and put my hat on, and he just checks out the guns. That's what's sad is he thinks I'm flexing when really it's just I'm Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for being strong, John. Tell me what happens in the Clippers game so we can move on. Uh, this is this is going to be a loss. Like end of the end of the homestand. They've they've won a lot of games in my estimation, and uh, this is like a a not as bad as the four for forty three three point performance they had against the Clippers last season, but one of those where it's just like they don't have it. It's right before New Year's, they're just not gonna have it. They're gonna get fucking roasted by the Clippers on December twenty ninth. Wow! Wow! Big stuff. All right, they're headed into the new year and a four-game road trip starting in Denver. That means they'll likely be spending New Year's in Denver, so who knows what sorts of THC-based shenanigans they could get up to. But they got Denver, then Oklahoma City, Dallas, and San Antonio. That's now that's people here, too. If we did this for a week ago, I think we all would have penciled in losses for the Spurs, but who knows? Maybe the Spurs are the sneaky, one of the better teams in the league. I think they lose in Denver <laughs> because Denver has Nikola Jokic and uh, playing at altitude is never easy. As James Young once said, altitude is difficult to navigate. 
Uh, yeah, I, I think I actually think the Celtics beat the Nuggets. That's going to be one of those like, they like around the, the around this time is like when when Robert Williams will be back. I think he'll be back for this game, and they'll consider this a big game, like the first game of a road trip, setting the tone on the road trip. They're they're playing a very good team. This is a type of team that a very good team, a great team, shows up for. And and I think they're at least a very good team, potentially a great team, and they are going to to beat the Nuggets, not handily, but but they'll beat them like by eight or nine. It won't be particularly. They do. Close. They do seem to like playing Denver. They they tend to play them really well. So yeah, I agree with Jay. I think I think this is a game that they're up for, and. Who knows by then if somebody's going to be missing time for the Nuggets. Um, so I I like I like them in this game. Boku is going to get drubbed. Wins uh, across the board 3rd. against the Thunder. Boku is going to just get absolutely <laughs> let, let down game. Anybody let down game in OKC? Doesn't matter how much you let down. They throw Poku out there for the last yeah. five minutes, and it's an auto. Yeah, I, I do think that this is a letdown game. I 100% think it's a letdown game, and they're going to look like crap for three and a half quarters. The Celtics are going to play actual basketball for like five minutes and win. This is a Sam Hauser game. This is going to be an eight three-point night for Sam Hauser. Mm. He is going to go absolutely berserk off the bench, and he's going to hit all pretty wide-open shots um, because they're the Thunder, but... It's gonna it's gonna save off whatever. I also think this is a night had. for for the Celtics to rest. They're gonna start resting guys a little bit more. Uh, you might you might just see somebody say, "Oh, you got them resting early." Well, I mean, this is you just gotta pick your spots, and you got a lot of road games coming up. I I think this could be a night where they rest somebody. So, yeah, yeah, and then you look. You got Denver. You got Dallas. You just played Denver. We think that the two of us think they're going to win that game. Dallas is coming up. We know how the Celtics play in Dallas. We know that there's always the threat of a Luka last second shot. Could you believe be Luka, Luka missed the, oh, the game winner over the I couldn't Graham. believe it. I, I saw that and I was like, oh, of course, now he misses. Luka's course, like 13 for 13 in that exact situation. In that exact same spot against the Celtics. Yeah. That same left above the right there at the hash mark. Shot and, and, and they aren't guarding him with Devontae Graham. Like that was as simple a, a shot. I mean, for a step back three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, like that's as simple a look as he's he's gonna get. I guess it doesn't matter him whether it's Devontae Graham or fucking Marcus Smart or, or whoever. Marcus he, Smart and Jalen Brown and he just goes he just goes into a step back and it's just like you're not gonna touch a shot. It doesn't matter who you are. Unless you're Devontae. But anyway. But Celtics, I think the Celtics, we all had the Celtics, Celtics losing Celtics. to Dallas in Boston. So I think they get revenge here. Jason Tatum goes for 46 points and says, I am the MVP. I am the captain now. <laughs> okay. I I actually think that could be a part of like a Tatum MVP push. It's a nationally televised um, game against he's Luka. He has played at an MVP level so far. And he has done it on both ends. 
and it's going to be a TNT game. It's going to be against Luca, and I could see Tatum just being like, "I'm guarding that motherfucker. I'm going to give him hell, and just hop on my back, guys." So yeah, I, I like that theory. I actually I like the Celtics to win this one too. Okay, are we are we buying like that? Jason Tatum will actually be an MVP candidate this year, or is it too too early to say that? I'm buying it. I'm buying it. I think. I just I like stylistically how he's how he's changed some of the things. I, I like how he's been attacking. Um, I I like that he's been cutting more. I, I like that he's been getting to the line six, seven, eight times a game. So I, I think those those things are the things that have been holding him back. Plus, I don't know how strongly these percentages are going to hold, but he's been shooting really well in the mid range where he's normally been not great. He's been finishing really strong at the rim in the restricted area. Um, last time I checked, which was before the Bulls game, he was about 20% higher than than what he had previously been in the restricted area. So if he's if he's getting to the rim like that, I mean, the, he's been starting out with, at Giannis numbers at the rim. So maybe that'll level off, but I just like that he's just getting there first, and then he's going to the three-pointer versus, I think, the other way around. And he's making everything easier. Yeah. Like he's making the the cut to to set up the back door. He's making the he's doing the ball movement to get the ball on the move so that then he can face a closeout instead of having a stagnant like yeah. dribble and he's getting to the one on one opportunity. Yeah, it's just he's he's learned how to make the game a lot easier for himself and for others. Um so yeah, I'm buying it too. I, I think He's coming to to training camp to the season. It's clearly he's at another level. He's on a mission to to just get rid of the bad taste from the finals. Um, and I think he's learned a lot. And I think like he's talked about how his like in the middle of last season he doubted whether he could be the man on a finals team. I think what they did last year, even though the finals didn't go like he wanted or like anyone wanted. I just think there's a confidence that you get when you go through that and you take your team to the finals and you have the 46 points on the road against Giannis in Milwaukee and you beat Miami with some huge shots down the stretch in game seven on the road. Like there's, there's just a confidence to that. And you can see the way he's playing. Like he's just sure of everything he does right now. So yeah, I actually I I buy it. I think he's going to be in that MVP discussion all season long. I I, I think I, I do wonder real. if that that finals run where he you know learned that you can't just go hunting for fouls and get the get the calls. You're not James Harden. You're you got to go out there and be you play that north south basketball and the they'll give you the fouls when the guys are bouncing off of you. Um, so I, I do think that there's some of the lessons from those playoffs that you learn and apply to this season. So, uh, I've, I've been really impressed with well, both Jalen and Jason, but I, I just think that Jason is, is just at a slightly higher level there or not, maybe not even slightly. He's, he's, I think this is something that's going to carry and defensively too. He's been awesome. He has been, he's like, been really good. That's another part of it is the the defensive stuff he he just seems locked in from the start and honestly like 
you look at his stats over the last two, three months of last season, like they were MVP caliber stats. If he had put those together for a full season, like he's in the top two or three, probably maybe four, put Giannis Embiid, Jokic up there. Uh, so I just think if he can start this way and he has so far, then he is going to to be up. He there. also has the narrative behind him too, which is important to a lot of voters because and they're going to win a lot of games. They're going to win a lot of games, and with Ime gone and Ime getting a lot of the credit for what happened last season, you know, deservedly so. A lot of the talk coming into this season being the uh, you know oh can they respond? How are they going to do without Ime? They're still going to win a lot of games, and if the, if they end up being a top two or three seed and Tatum has all of these numbers behind him and all of the stuff that we've been talking about. And you've got the new coach. People will say, well, you know, yeah, email last year, but with this new coach who's had his struggles and all of that stuff or, or whatever, <laughs> I think that, you know, I, Jay, Jay's out there flexing. You know I mean, <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm impressed. But you know you gotta you gotta still move up off of the thirty fives when you're doing your curls. You know you gotta you gotta graduate. You gotta get on my level. See, I, I go I go twenty fives and I do I do I I do it and then I hold it and I, that's that gives you the, the elite burn. Hold <laughs> that I do it and I hold it. All of this Put discussion that. is to just answer the question, John. Do you think they win in Dallas? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I do think they win in Dallas. You have them on a nine-game winning I think, streak right now. Oh, shoot. <laughs> well, make it 10. Make it 10. Uh, wow. No, they're going to have to lose one of these games in there, but um, I'm being pressured into picking that. You know what? He's going to have them lose no, no, his no, 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 I'm going to have them. I'm going to have them. I'm trying to figure out what loss is coming up, and I don't see one, but they're going to have to lose one of these games. They beat Denver, they, they beat OKC, necessarily. they beat Dallas, they beat the Spurs. Some there, There's going to have to be some drop-off somewhere, but I'm not going to pick it here. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to follow you guys. I'm going to say Luca gets the exact same shot, but misses this time. And that becomes the, oh my God, I can't believe he missed. But then they wax the Spurs. I don't know. Devin Vassell's nice. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, they're going to beat the Spurs. So you have them sweeping the road trip. I have them beating the Spurs as well. Then they return home. <laughs> we only got two minutes left in this podcast. Let's see how many games we can get through. Uh, Chicago, the mighty, mighty Chicago Bulls with the two-man, the two-headed beast of Vucevic and Andre Drummond. Can they offensive rebound or can they defensive rebound at this point? I say they can because they want revenge. Revenge. Also, Robert <laughs> Williams is back and fully integrated into the system, and that helps out a lot. So I say they beat. Oh, yeah, Robert Williams is going to dunk on those motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> Vucevic is cool and everything until you put him in the pick and roll, and then not exactly the greatest defender <laughs> of that situation. So I, I see a lot of alley-oops for Rob Williams in that game. I'm going to put this down as a loss. I, I, this is how it's going to go. They can't get to 11. They can't get to row. 11 in a row. They're going to have this weird problem against Chicago during the regular season. And then 
It's going to be like the one, eight or two, seven matchup, wherever they end up, but it's going to be Celtics and bulls in the first round. And people are going to be like, Oh, the Celtics had problems with the bulls in the regular season. And then they're going to sweep the bulls. So I'm going to give this loss here to the Celtics because it sets up that narrative. All right. We're running out of time. So we are halfway point through the season. We've done 41 games. Both John and Jay have the Celtics at a 62 win pace at 31 and 10 right now. I, the reasonable one, have them at a simple 28 and 13. We will be (laughs) back soon to predict the second half of the season. Who knows what sort of nonsense we'll learn as the Celtics continue playing basketball games. I did not expect me to be the pragmatist and these two to be the uh, optimist I'm the one ideologues. on top right now. We'll see what happens, but thank you guys for listening to this episode of 